So let's uh, pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We pray now as SP comes to read it for us and as we reflect on it and think about it, we ask that you might humble us, um, help us to have a longing to hear your voice, help us to obey you and follow you always because you have saved us by your grace. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is great God, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Well done. Take your seats. Thank you, SP. Great. Isn't it great to hear our kids reading God's word for us? Uh, well, well, like I said, uh, well done for getting here. Um, if there's a number of visitors with us, so well, especially well done for you uh, to making it along to church in a different location. Uh, it's great to see you and to be together. Um, there's lots of other things you could be doing on a sun- surfing. Is the conditions any good today? I don't know. There's lots of other things, and they probably start with S. Um, but well done for coming here this morning. Uh, there are lots of good reasons for coming here. Maybe you've had some good reasons to come here this morning uh, to be with your church family. Um, uh, maybe you've got friends here that you just enjoy spending time with. Uh, maybe you come along with your family or to meet your family. Maybe you've come along because you've got kids and grandkids and you knew that they would be sort of part of things. Well, we're going to hear from the Bible today about um, the ultimate reason. Those are all good reasons to gather together. But we're going to hear from the Bible about the ultimate reason to gather together as God's people uh, and why being here today is the best thing that you could possibly do. Uh, it's, and the, the, the surprising thing as we're going to look at this psalm is it's not primarily actually about us. It's about God. Uh, you can have the next slide up, the, next, the first bit of Psalm 95. See what it says there? Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Next slide. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. See what it's saying there? There's something about knowing God. Something about knowing God that makes you sing for joy. That makes you shout aloud, actually. Uh, and the writer of the psalm gives us a hint what that is. Uh, and it all has to do with hands. Um, now, I, kids, I don't know if you ever have done this. I remember when I was a kid, I was fascinated with my grandpa's hands. Because they were big, they were strong, they were kind of all... You know, I, 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 and I just kind of look at, up at his hands and think, whoa, they are big, strong hands. But I reckon we can do one better. And that, do we have, uh, is Jade here? She's, no, that's all right. I reckon we can do one better, though, because I need a volunteer. I need someone to help me. Uh, yeah, you guys are doing lots this morning. Anyone who's not doing anything this morning wants to come and help, hold up something. Oh, good on your car. <laughs> come on. <laughs> well done. I was looking for a kid, but you can come. All right, so we are going to... Now, what you've got to do is put your arm through here like that, if you can fit it, and hold on to that. That's it. All right, so I've decided, I I thought, how could I illustrate the the strongest, biggest hand that I could possibly imagine? Hold it up, wave it around. 
So Carl has a massive hands. Okay, well done, Carl. Um, do, do you want to stand there with the hand on, or you know you're a bit over it? That's okay. Uh, uh, why don't you just go up here for a minute? Just stay there for a second. Okay. So this is a massive hand. How how much do you reckon this could hold? A lot. What do you reckon, regard? Not much. It's made of cardboard. <laughs> what if it was a real hand? It could hold a lot. It would be pretty strong. It'd be a bit freaky if you saw someone with a hand that big, but it would be a strong hand, right? Okay. Well, good on you, Carl. I think you can take a seat now. Thanks, mates. Well done. I'm going to leave the hand somewhere here. Let's, let's put the hand here. So you can think about that. There we go. So, it's all to do with hands. Well, you could get a hand that big, but it would be nothing compared to the hands that the, the Bible verse that we're looking at today talks about. Go to the next slide if we can. It says this. This is the reason why God is so... Uh, it's so good to gather together and sing praise to God and shout out loud to Him. This is why it's so good. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In His hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to Him. The sea is His, for He made it, and His hands formed the dry land. Here's the reason to sing for joy to God, because he's awesome. He's amazing. He's kind of mind-blowing. Um, the deepest part of the ocean, they reckon, is a place called the Mariana Trench. I'm going to show you a quick video, and you'll get a sense for just how deep it is. All right. How about that, hey? Now, that is deep, right? That's incredible. 11 kilometers down the water, the deepest part of the ocean. And the Bible says that's in the palm of God's hand. That's the deeps of the earth are in his hand. Now, it's not saying that God really, really has these uh, massive actual hands. That's not what he's saying. He's using picture language to help us understand just how awesome God is, how powerful he is. That even something so out of our own minds, something so deep like the, the depth of the ocean, is just something that he can hold in his hand. That's how powerful he is. He made the world and he owns it. He's great. So the psalm says to come. To come and sing his praise. And to shout loud to him. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to sing a song. In a moment, we're going to sing a song that allows us to do both those things. To sing and shout. Uh, it's ten nine eight. God is great. But before we do that, um, we're going to pray. And Nate's going to pray for us. So up you come, Nate. He's going to lead us in a prayer. And then we'll sing a great song together. We praise in you, God, that you are the rock of our salvation. You are awesome and we sing to you with joy. goes like this. Wow. Yeah, that was one reason God gives us in his word to come and praise him because he's so great. Uh, in his hands is the Mariana Trench. That's pretty great. We're going to hear another reason now, now though. Uh, and um, Daisy is going to come and read for us from Psalm 95, the next couple of verses. So thanks, Daisy. There you Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. 
For he is our God, and we are his people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Thank you, Daisy. Well done. Here you go. You take that. Thanks, Daisy. Um, The psalm opened and said, come, let's sing. And now he says, come, let's worship. Oh, um, we might hold off on the John reading until just a moment. I'll get um, uh, Yasmin to come and read that in a second. Uh, And there's another reason that we gather, not just to sing praise to God. We gather together to worship him. Now, worship is uh, actually living our whole lives for God. It's an all-of-life thing, not just something that we do on Sunday, but there is something really special about gathering together as God's people to worship Him. It talks about kneeling before the Lord. Um, That's really about our hearts. It's about being humble before God as we gather together to Him. It's a sign of humility and trust in God. Now, why is that? If you go to the next um, line there, Why is it that we can worship, we can hand over our whole lives to God? We can trust Him with everything. Well, it says, For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. See what this is saying? How awesome God is! The depths of the ocean are in His hand, and He is our God. We're like the sheep in his pasture. Um, the, the picture here is of God being like a shepherd. And if you're one of his people, he's like a shepherd, someone who looks after sheep. And you're like one of his sheep. And you can follow him and trust him. You can give your life to him. You can worship him. That's why Christmas is really good news. Uh, that's why it's the best news. And that's why it makes all the sense in the world for you to be here today and gather together with God's people Because Christmas is the news that the the good shepherd that this psalm talks about, God the good shepherd, Christmas is the news that that good shepherd has come to you in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus came as the good shepherd so that you can be part of his flock. We're going to hear that now. Yasmin's going to come and read from John 10. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Thank you, Yasmin. Ah, yeah, you can give her a clap too. We're clapping all the kids to their readings. That's fine. Thank you, Yasmin. But what a great reading, isn't that? Isn't that interesting? That in the, the psalm that we spoke of, that was written before Jesus came, speaks of God as the shepherd who looks after his sheep. And Jesus comes and says, I am the good shepherd. Not only that, but the good shepherd who's going to die for his sheep. He's going to lay down his life for his sheep. See, the great problem in the Bible is that on our own, we're, at, we're not part of God's flock. On our own, we're not part of his sheep. We're not one of his sheep. Um, we have all sinned against him. We've walked away from his good rule. But Jesus came to gather his sheep together. Uh, He came because he loves them so much that he died for them so that his sheep could be forgiven and brought into his sheepfold, into his pasture and live with him again. So if you trust Jesus as your shepherd, that's really good news. It's really good news. So the psalm is saying, if that's you, if this Christmas you know Jesus 
as your good shepherd, then come. Come and sing to him. Come and worship him. Um, we're going to do that again in a moment. Come and trust him. Come and put your whole life in his hands. We're going to do that, that again in a moment. Uh, and we're going to do that by singing a really wonderful song that reminds us uh, that this God who is the Lord of the ages holds all his little ones safe by his side. And so we can trust him. We can worship him. We can give our whole lives to him. Before we sing that song, though, Patrick's going to come and um, pray for us as well. Yeah, Patrick, come on down. Good on you, mate. We, we thank you, God, that you are our shepherd and that you care for us. Help us to trust you and worship you every day. Amen. Thanks, Patrick. Amen. Yes, help us to... Well, we need God's help for that, don't we? To trust him and worship him every day. But this song is a great reminder of that. It says, Be strong and courageous, and not because of yourself, but because the Lord of the ages, the one who holds the oceans in his hands, also holds you safe by his side. Well, isn't that good news this Christmas? Christmas is the news that this God who holds the world in his hand and who cares for his people like his, a shepherd cares for his sheep, this God has come to us in Jesus. And that all people can be part of his family, part of his, be one of his sheep through trusting in him. We're going to hear the end of the psalm now, though, uh, read, and Abby's going to read that for us. Uh, it kind of changes tone a little bit here, and you'll notice that as we read through. And we're going to reflect a little bit on that, about that as we finish up. Uh, but Abby, thank you. You can come and um, read the rest of Psalm 95 from verse, 11, uh, verse 7b through to 11. Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massa in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Thanks, Abby. You notice the change in tone there in this psalm? It's such an encouraging psalm to, for all of God's people to come and worship him and sing praise to him. But it kind of shifts here and it ends with this, this warning that can be a bit jarring. This warning about not listening to God. Uh, that's what the God's people in the Old Testament did. That's what the psalm talks about with those strange words, um, Massa and Meribah. Uh, there's a story about the, old, the people in, uh, of God in the Old Testament, the Israelites, how they did turn away from God. They didn't listen to him. They didn't follow where he wanted to take them. They had this great God that we've been talking about, and he was their good shepherd. But instead of listening to his voice and following him, they turned away. They didn't listen to their good shepherd. They turned away instead. Uh, when he spoke, they didn't listen to him. They, they had, you can go to the next slide, they had a heart problem. If we can flick through to that slide. Sorry, we'll... Uh, if you can go through to the next one. That's it. They had a heart problem. Um, you pick that up as you read through. There was a couple of times in what Abby read to us, it talked about their hearts. Uh, it said their hearts were hard toward God. Like that. It's not a very nice picture, is it? Uh, Later in the psalm it said, it talked about these people as a people whose hearts 
went astray. Like a sheep that wanders off away from their shepherd, these people had hearts that were wandering off away from God. They had their shepherd saying, God was saying, come and follow me, trust me and I'll give you life. I'll lead you to life. But they didn't listen. Their hearts were like this. They were hard to God. They refused to go where he was listening and God was angry about that. And this psalm was saying, please, please don't be like that. God is the rock of our salvation. He is the great God. He's also your shepherd, the one who loves you and leads you to life. So listen to him. Have a soft heart toward him so that you're, you're keen to hear his voice. Uh, Christmas means, friends, as we finish up this, reflecting on this psalm, Christmas means we have even more reason to come and worship this great God, uh, to sing to him. We have even more reason to listen to him because he is the one who has come to us in Jesus fully and finally. So the good shepherd has shown how much he loves you by coming and dying for you on the cross so that you could be forgiven and brought into his family. That's, uh, and the result of that is this next reading. This is what Jesus said. We, we read about Jesus being the good shepherd. And Brian is going to come and read another part from, that, uh, from John's Gospel, John chapter 10, about what it looks like to be um, uh, one of the good shepherd's sheep. So it's up there, Brian. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Thanks, Bonnie. You see that? My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will, they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hands. So, friends, I just want to leave us with this question. This Christmas... Um, what's going to stop you from hearing the voice of your good shepherd? What's going to stop you from hearing his voice? There's a whole range of different things, busyness, preparation, end-of-year events. Maybe you've got school projects to do. Maybe you've got just so much going on at work. Uh, there's so much that's going on in our lives. Maybe you're like this. Go to the next slide if you can. Um, maybe like this sheep saying, I wonder why I don't hear from the shepherd anymore. And uh, he's just distracted by everything else. Uh, maybe maybe the, it may not be like that. Maybe there's just other very reasonable like, things that are going on in your life that are just very difficult. But above it all, this Christmas, as, over the next few weeks, as we prepare to really reflect on and celebrate Jesus coming into the world, will you pray that God will give you a heart that is soft to him, a heart that longs to come and worship him and praise him. A heart that is soft to his voice, that longs to hear him and listen and follow him. Will you pray that this Christmas, amongst everything else, all the business, all the chaos, all the distractions, will this Christmas be the one where you, you don't harden your heart to him, but where you come? You worship him, you listen to his voice, because that's how you're going to have a really Merry Christmas. Um, there's lots of other ways to have a Merry Christmas. There's lots of wonderful things about Christmas. But this is the greatest thing, 
Uh, this is the reason that we can have a Merry Christmas even when those other things may not be going so well. A deep, a deeply Merry Christmas. A Christmas filled with wonder at God's love for you, knowing that the one who was born in a stable became the good shepherd who laid down his life for you so that you can be part of his people, a part of his sheep, and who guides you through his word. That's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to have one more prayer from one of our kids. Tom's going to come and pray for us as well. And after that, we have an, uh, we're going to share together in the Lord's Supper, which is the reminder of what this Good Shepherd did for us. Um, so let's pray together, can we? Oh God, we pray that this Christmas you will give us a heart that longs to worship you, to praise you, that longs to hear your voice. Uh, give us a soft heart, not a hard one. Thank you that we know you not only as the God who has all things in your hands, but the one who cares for us like a shepherd cares for his sheep. Help us to trust you, to listen to you and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear God, thank you that Jesus is our good shepherd. Help us to hear his voice and follow him. Amen.